My name is Wilson Tang. I'm the research director for heart failure and transplant at the Heart and Vascular Institute at the Cleveland Clinic. In this podcast today, I'll be speaking about potential therapeutic implications regarding the gut-heart axis. We have learned for many years that uh, the gut harbors a wide range of mediators that link to cardiovascular diseases. In fact, decades ago, we recognized that various microbes lived inside the gut, and they potentially have different components that may be leaked into the circulation. And in fact, in patients with heart failure, the structure of the gut also changes over time, makes it more leaky and also have more swelling. So for a long time, there is this gut hypothesis that is related to the bowel wall. But more recently, as we know more about the different microbial composition and function of these microbes that lived inside the gut, we realized that many of the metabolites that originated from the dietary nutrients that we take in every day is processed by these microbes. And these microbes ended up metabolizing these uh, small molecules that ended up being reabsorbed into the system, affecting different parts of the body, including the heart. And so this gut-heart axis has actually spawned a lot of very intriguing investigations that uncovered many of the novel pathways linking the microbes and us. Our group and others have actually identified several novel targets one in particular that was discovered by our group under the investigations by Dr. Stanley Hazen identified a compound known as trimethylamine N-oxide, so-called TMAO. And that is actually coming from choline and carnitine. That's from the diet, uh, particularly in all these food groups that we, as cardiologists, tell our patients not to eat with high cholesterol content like red meat, egg yolk, and other food groups. And what we identified is the bacteria actually metabolize these food substances and create these molecules that ended up in our body will actually convert into this TMAO that is circulating and excrete in the kidneys. We recognize now that in animal models as well as in humans that the gut microbes are an important component in generating this metabolite and patients with elevated levels are associated with worse outcomes. And in animals, there's a direct link between the generation of these metabolites with the development and progression of atherosclerotic artery disease. And therefore, this actually provides for the first time, some insights into this axis with these metabolites that are potentially important in our everyday activity, like you know, eating different foods and processing these foods, and also the development of coronary artery disease. Clearly, if we can identify the metabolites, we could certainly modify different ways for which we take our food particularly in terms of the amount and 
the type of food that we eat. And so we have actually done several studies, which has now been published, looking at you know, the different protein sources, particularly from red meat, white meat, or no meat, with the same calorie content and in the same you know, uh, healthy subject. And we actually identified that for some patients that a red meat diet is linked to increase in TMAO levels in the, in the body. And in fact, it also impacts how the kidney excrete the TMAO from the body. So that actually means that eating red meat potentially may impact the production as well as the clearance of this metabolite. And therefore, it may actually help guide some of the at least dietary intake as we counsel our patients for better nutrition and lifestyle modification. There are other studies by other investigators looking at different ways of eating, for example, intermittent fasting or at least protein uh, reduction that also changes some of these uh, metabolites. So there's actually a lot more studies that would actually help guide us in terms of therapeutic implications of at least this axis. Now, this is only one of many of the pathways. So in the future, there will be many other interventions, particularly through dietary interventions that potentially guide us in terms of how to better leverage our new understanding to help prevent disease progression or even prevent the development of disease in the first place. There are many potential new therapies that also target the microbial enzymes that make these metabolites. So there's a lot more to come. The key take-home message is that understanding the gut-heart axis and the pathways associated with the intestinal microbial metabolism may be more relevant than recognizing just who they are in the body. And these pathways, particularly the ones I just described in terms of how it linked to what we eat with what the microbes actually metabolize, help us to gain insights in how heart disease develops. The main take-home message is modifying the long-term dietary nutrient intake has a biological underpinning. It actually changes the entire ecosystem between how we and the microbes that live within interact and thereby has major impact on health and disease. Food is culture and we are what we eat. So obviously there is a lot of link between diet, health and disease. And we are in the beginning of understanding what may be the mediators of this link. This is not unique to cardiovascular medicine. We have learned now that the gut-heart axis is perhaps one of the biggest endocrine organ in our body because what we see is these metabolites act on distal organs. So what we actually started to realize is dietary intake does modify this endocrine system. And therefore, what we eat every day impacts our health and disease. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please click the links below.